This is the Day Zero Update for November 24th, 2019. I'm Flip I'm Patrick Mifflin. I'm Brian Parkins. I'm Chris Sologi. And I'm Dan Rib Victoria. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to believe, but we're about a month away from the end of the year, which means Game of the Year stuff we're going to have to start thinking about. We're also yeah, literally... Halloween, all these holidays will hit you like an onslaught. It's yes. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And we're also literally like one month away from Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So. so. But then the, the, the good thing, though, is I don't think we have any big releases coming this December, right? So we're pretty much done. Uh... Uh... Let me check. There's some smaller. I know stuff. last like like last year we had Smash in December, and I yeah. don't think that's the case. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think Nintendo uh, like got all of their stuff out before the holiday, so I think we're good there. There's some smaller yeah, stuff, but there's no, nothing really big. Yeah, anything really big coming out, until so. January at the earliest. So. Yeah. Yeah, Shenmue yeah. 3 just came out, and I think that's pretty much it as far as the... the and then March is going to come, and it's basically going to be fall all over again. Yeah, March 2020 is shaping up to be a very crowded month. Uh, so. Yeah, what we got for December is, let's see, the Star Ocean Remaster hey. is coming out on the 5th. Uh, Wadham is the 17th. Hmm. So there's a big indie game right there. Hmm. Uh, Halo Reach comes to the Master Chief Collection. Hmm. Yeah. Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition for the consoles. Yeah. Well, I of course I said that uh, you know March is going to be crowded, but uh, April's not going to be any slouch either because that's when Cyberpunk comes out. Yeah, we got some stuff to look forward to, and uh, yeah, this year's game of the year is going to be fun because as I'm going through my list of games that are potential candidates. Uh, I'm finding that, uh, stuff like, you know, DOA 6 and Mortal Kombat 11 aren't making the cut. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, because, uh, they frankly just annoyed me to the, to the point where I stopped playing them. Okay. It's, uh, it's, you know, that whole, uh, live service thing that they, they got going on with like 400 different currencies and, uh, the, for billion collectibles and daily logins, it just, yeah, it just got me to the point where I was like, you know what? Uh, fuck this. <laughs> and, uh, Which is a shame because deep down they're both fantastic games. Yeah, it's it's really a case where the core of the game is there, but it's just brought down by all the other garbage that's just been slotted on top of it. It, it can't get out of its own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, it's going to be you know, fun to consider that. I mean... Uh, but Samurai Showdown, uh, on the other hand, which is oh, yes. uh, a game, it is definitely on my list. So, uh, so that's uh, you know we'll we'll uh, we'll get into that on the Facebook group. But uh, for now, that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's just thinking about all the stuff that uh, is supposed to make my top ten, and finding that stuff that I would have expected to be shoe ins aren't. So. But anyways, we got uh, been playing some stuff, I believe, this week. Uh, yeah. So we might as well get into that before we get into the news of the week. Uh, and for me, well, yeah, PC Building Simulator, I'm still uh, playing that. I have literally maxed out everything. There's, there's nothing more I can actually progress to. Uh, but I can still continue with the career and just make money, which is what I'm doing now, just to, uh, you know, just... Uh, to get the uh, hundred thousand and million dollar achievements, so that's going to take a while. 
but apart from that, I've been doing some more, you know, emulation stuff, uh, getting some smart ROM hacks onto my uh, Raspberry Pi for the uh, the Sega Genesis. Like, uh, yeah, I just put on the uh, Street Fighter Two Special Champion and Super Street Fighter Two uh, Sound Driver Fix hacks. Uh, Ooh. And that's kind of what I'm limiting myself to as far as ROM hacks goes. I'm not going with the super crazy stuff, just the stuff that uh, you yeah. know is you know smart and fixes stuff that were problems and you know maybe translations. Like uh, I did put the uh, a tra- English translation for Advanced Buster Hawk uh, Clay Lancer in there, which is a fantastic game. <laughs> uh, if you haven't played that one, uh, very great uh, side-scrolling shooter. But, uh, for well, we never got it in here because there was a whole lot of localization that would have had to have been done, and they chose not to do it. So uh, that's kind of been it for me. I mean, oh yeah, and the uh, also the uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts uh, code fix. Uh, as a uh, you guys have all played Super Ghouls and Ghosts, right? Yeah, yeah, I still have the nightmares. Yeah. Well, one of the things you probably remember most about uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts is the catastrophic slowdown. Yes, yeah. especially uh, in later parts of the game. Yeah, as it turns out, it wasn't because the uh, like the game was trying to do too much. Uh, it was because yeah. the programmer was an idiot. Yeah, they just didn't know how to work with the Super NES yet. At that point, it was a launch game, wasn't it? Uh, it was. It wasn't launch, but it was close to it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and so when this ROM hacker just fixed the coding bugs and the game runs fine. So that's one thing I've been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't made the game any easier. No, uh, but at least now you're not dying because, you you know, the the game slowed down as you were trying to jump. Uh, Now you're dying because the game is, like, actively trying to kill you. Doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's kind of been it for me. I believe that. Um, I've been playing Shenmue, as I've alluded to in recent shows. Um, haven't been really grinding away at it, but that's kind of been the point. Because when I played it, you know, 20 some odd years ago for the review, I did grind away at it and it really detracted from the experience. So I'm taking the time to really enjoy it this time. Um, in addition, I'm doing some Samurai Showdown, getting back into my... Uh, sort of fighting game mentality and really just enjoying all of the DLC content that's been coming in steadily. And NHL 20, which definitely rewards you for sticking around. So this has been uh, Hockey Fights Cancer Week, so they've been... Um, a lot of the stuff that you can unlock through hockey bags and stuff is going to be the Hockey Fights Cancer-themed uh, jerseys and... Um, other apparel, which is pretty cool. And yeah, I, um, I love how they find ways to, um, reward you for sticking around. Mm. Right. Uh, okay. So how about you, Brandon? Uh, Shinmu three. Um, I've only been able to play it for the last two nights. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's got this weird sort of combination of nostalgia and I'm not sure what the other word would be. Um, I have one question. Yeah. So I've been on media blackout for the game and I also did kickstart it. So yeah, um, I have my own game, but I haven't started. Did they fix the 
controls where you have to run with the right trigger and shit like that. Yes, they did. Okay. Yes, they are updated modern controls. You don't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, and thank God too, because otherwise I don't think I could handle this game. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. I like it. But the thing about Shinmu is, you know, that whole franchise came out at a time when video games were kind of going through this really weird phase where we were sort of getting ready to like jump head first into, you know, the PS2 era, uh, where, you know, suddenly things would like open up and the idea that you could fart around in a game for a while and not really, you know, do anything to further the story, uh, was kind of a new idea. <laughs> um, and because of that, uh, Shinmu's original controls are just completely fucked because, you know, it, it, it was completely new ground. You know, they didn't, you know, this, the, you know, games, eventually, you know, the Shinmu series would morph into stuff like Yakuza, but at the time, it was just such a new concept that basically Yu Suzuki and crew were just throwing whatever at the wall they could do and see what stuck. And the controls are kind of part of that. <laughs> Um, it definitely started things, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, the original Shinmu, when you remember, like, you can basically just sort of fiddle around and touch and look at everything. Yeah, that's still there. Um, and when you're, like, going through people's drawers and stuff, and it tends to be a whole lot of nothing until you get to the one place where what you're looking for is there. Yeah, that's still there, too. Um... Also, yes, there are, like, arcades and stuff in this game, uh, but don't, obviously, expect any Sega stuff, because, you know, they're not really with Sega anymore, so, but, uh, yeah, so, that's Shinmu 3, um, haven't really gotten that far in it, but, yeah, it's, it's good. You've been waiting for a Shinmu 3, uh, yeah, um, just a little reminder, though, um, because uh, you've probably heard it going around on the on the internet, and I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, this is not a conclusion to the story. Uh, well, it wasn't supposed of, to be, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, obviously, there's like some, you know, there are some plot lines, some important plot lines that do get wrapped up in this game. But the story is continuing in a sequel. So, but anyway, other than that, uh, yeah, also playing Cold Steel 3 again. You know, after I finished Death Stranding, which, yeah, I finished Death Stranding, by the way, and I'm in the middle of writing my review. Uh, that game basically ends exactly you would think a Kojima game would end, which is it's mind-blowing, mind-twisting, probably a little overly long, almost feature-length cutscene that basically has occasional interactive elements. Uh but yeah, that game is amazing, and it's definitely in the run for my game of the year this year. So, um, but yeah, so Cold Steel 3. Uh, yeah, I think I'm getting, uh, sort of close to the end of that game, which is both exciting and sad because I don't know how long it's going to be before we get Cold Steel 4. Um, yeah. 
But the game is basically leading down to what exactly I thought was going to happen. Uh, Arabonia is heading headlong into a world war. Uh, a war that's going to be between uh, Calvert and, you know, the the Empire. And it's basically going to drag all of Zamoria into it, including Liberal. Um, and I at least know that much because... You know, the rest of the cast from the liberal part from Trails on the Sky is supposed to come in to it in four. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, so uh, that's what I've been playing. So, Chris, what about you? Yeah, so I've been playing some more Shenmue 3. Uh, we talked a good bit about it on uh, Let's Weekend and still like it a lot. Uh, controls well, uh, just in a really nice way. Uh, kind of playing on my uh, main save now. So I'm still replaying some of the stuff in the, the early parts of the game where you're still kind of directed around, not allowed to explore as much as you might like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, still liking it a lot, and I still haven't done the... I'm still working towards the the big uh, gotcha machine quest on that save. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got to the point where I could start doing... Or I had to go uh, train some more to beat up this, uh, what they call Broker... Who's just running one of the parlor games in the in the town? Uh, still got that to do, but yeah, like a lot so far. Definitely, definitely feels like what you would kind of expect uh, Shenmue to be in uh, 2019. Uh, still a little bit janky and weird conversations, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you meet the old man uh, oh, yeah. sitting out in front of the uh, in front of the uh, the restaurant, I guess whatever they're mm-hmm. calling it, and. He always seems incredibly pervy. He's about to get pervy uh, before he, before somebody gets him on track mm-hmm. with whatever you need him to talk about. Uh, but yeah, liking that game a lot. Um, also been continuing to play Sparklight, uh, hoping to get the platinum uh, on that. And uh, yeah, kind of still enjoying it. Uh, just had some weird stuff with trophies that s- say things like. You have to get 5,000 total sparklights, and I have mm. like 4,500. I'm like, I should be getting this at any point, uh, and it just doesn't unlock uh, by the time I die. And so I think it means four, uh, 5,000 total uh, at once. You know, it says a bunch of them say like over all plays. It's like, all right, that's easy enough. Just keep playing, uh, that kind of thing. But it's uh, having uh, a couple of small issues, nothing really too big. Um, yeah. Uh, decided to start up Fallout 3 on my PC, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very weird version of that game because uh, the online aspects of it, as far as like checking your DLC and achievements, are all through games for Windows Live still. Uh, so I had to download and install the games for Windows Live client uh, just to double check that I that the DLC and all that was going to show up right. Uh, which is a weird thing to do in 2019. Uh, Bethesda really needs to go back to that game on Steam and uh, replace all that with Steamworks and whatever. Because uh, there's there's no excuse for having to download games for Windows Live. Yeah. <laughs> that barely functions at this point. Um, but yeah, that's that's looking nice. It I still kind of hate uh, PC games that launch a launcher to do your settings. Mm-hmm. So like it kind of resets the settings every time I go to play the game. 
So I had to go back in, like, no, I want Ultra because this is an old ass game. Yeah. I should be able to play it at max, even on my 770. Uh, and yeah, also played some Battle Breakers, which is the new Epic game on their launcher. Uh, which very much you can tell it's a mobile game because most of the time the, uh, the part of the game you're, sh- you're being shown is in, you know, uh, a portrait, uh, phone format. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe with some stuff on the side of the screen, but that's stuff that they could easily cut out for the phone version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been pretty good so far. It's kind of a weird, I don't know, mix of like an RPG and like Minesweeper, I guess. Uh, though you're not really trying to root out like uh, bombs or anything like that. You're just given this field of uh, gems to break, and under some of them are enemies that you have to fight. And so you're kind of just uh, building up your team of fighters and uh, trying to counteract counteract uh, elemental uh, stuff. So you, you know you got a fire dude, you want water to counteract him. Uh, like plant counteracts water and uh, fire counteracts plants, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, and then there's a couple others outside of that uh, to work with, and yeah, it's perfectly fine. I uh, might keep playing it, but so far it's just been perfectly fine. Uh, and uh, I guess the other thing is we got Black Friday coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up doing a stupid thing and just fucking destroying an HDMI cable. Uh, uh, it's the one that goes from my second monitor to my switcher. And was not paying attention, just fucking ripped it right out. Uh, mm. To the point where the connector was still in the monitor and the cable was loose. So I could see like the wires that were inside the cable. Uh, so I had to order some new ones, which I needed to anyway. Because these ones, I think, have HDCP issues. So I need some modern cables that shouldn't give me any more issues if I try to, if I dare to turn on uh, Netflix's site or uh, whenever I'm doing Let's Weekend, like pull up a, a site that starts playing video. Uh, it's usually like local news type sites that just uh, triggers that. So I'm suddenly losing all my my ability to view uh, what's going on on the other screen, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, so I ordered two of those and should be getting those this week. Uh, mostly my Black Friday stuff so far has been just movies. Uh, Captain Marvel, I think I got Star Wars The Last Jedi, and what is the other one? Oh, yeah, the the bad uh, Independence Day sequel. It's like seven bucks, so I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. I'll get that just to have it because I like the original so much. <laughs> uh, but it's not going to be one I'm going to watch all that much. Uh, that's been pretty much it. How about you, Dan Rip? Yeah, um, I've primarily been playing Pokemon Shield. I actually rolled credits on it um, last night, and uh, I enjoyed it very much. I will probably go as far as saying this is my favorite Pokemon game since uh, Gold and Silver, or Soul Silver and Heart Gold. And. Mm. The main reason being is its quality of life changes. Um, like you don't have to worry about having to go to your PC to transfer your Pokemon. You have that stuff installed in your Pokedex. Um, the lack of random battles makes dungeons less arduous. Like it's a whole lot better to just go through these dungeons and, you know, only having to fight the trainers and avoiding Pokemon that you don't need. Um, Ideally, yeah, there, there, there's, there's still some Pokemon you want to just uh, go ahead and kill for the grind. But for the most part, um, 
there was never a point in the game where I felt under or over leveled, uh, and it flowed pretty cleanly there. Because for me, having to like stop my story to keep grinding is like an arduous task, and uh, I didn't have to do that. So that was one thing from the Pokemon Let's Go games that I definitely do appreciate. Um, you also don't have to worry about uh, giving your Pokemon certain moves uh, in order to progress through the different puzzles in the story. Um, but there's also um, sort of a disappointment there because there weren't that many puzzles to begin with. Most of the puzzles actually come with the gym challenges. So right before you actually go against the gym leader, you go, you do like a mini puzzle and go ahead and deal with that. And um, yeah, I, 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 I just thought there, there weren't enough. Then again, a lot of them probably would be cliche, like, you know, your ice puzzle that pretty much uh, has you move in one liners. But uh, that's pretty much it there. Um <clears throat> I remember last week, uh, Teresa was talking about the controversy that surrounded the whole national decks thing. And while I do think that sucks, um, I don't really care because I've never caught all the Pokemon since the original games. And I don't have the time to. So unless like you're somebody that actually makes use of Pokemon Bank or you're part of the 2% that actually catches them all, um, I don't really think it's a big deal at all. Um, uh, also adding to the fact that in previous games, in order to unlock the national decks, you had to beat it anyway. And then most people, like, unless you're super competitive competitive with it, once once most people roll credits, they stop playing the game. So I'm like, why why do these people really care? Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, the, the main thing I was looking for out of these games were whether they'd make use of the quality of life changes from the Pokemon Let's Go games. And not only did they do that, they did a whole lot more. And um, it was pretty cool in that regard. And um, one thing that Sun and Moon did previously was they pretty much got rid of the gym system. And the gym system comes back. But they also tie it to the plot better, and it actually makes more sense. Where you have to unlock, or you have to um, get all the eight badges in order to compete in the tournament to go against champion, rather than having to go through the elite four and uh, things like that. And you know, it's it's definitely a game still geared towards kids. It's baby's first RPG kind of thing. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with the game, and I'm actually looking forward to doing some of the post game content. So. Yeah, um, I didn't expect Pokemon Shield to be in my top 10 games of the year because we pretty much already know what to expect from a Pokemon game, but this is actually so well-polished that it definitely deserves to be there somewhere. So it'll be interesting um, putting it where it's supposed to be because I don't think it's, it's it's top five, but it's definitely top 10 this year in my book. Um, looking at... Uh, I, I also... Um, I'm still playing Luigi's Mansion 3, which I stopped because I was playing Pokemon. And um, I haven't made much progress. I am a little more, bit more than halfway through. Um, definitely still enjoying the puzzles, and I think like this game is extremely well crafted. Like they talk about this game, um, pretty much combining what made one and two great. And yeah, uh, I totally like that a lot. Oh, um, there's one thing I want to go back uh, to Pokemon about um, the wild area. Uh, a lot of people complained that the wild area wasn't what they thought it would be. Like they thought it this would be. Like, what would make Pokemon Shield pretty much be the Breath of the Wild of the series? Um, I do have some qualms with that. Like, as much as I want Pokemon to grow as a franchise, like, as far as having, like, a Breath of the Wild entry, it would really have to, like, overstep and change a whole lot of things with the game. Like, for example, the battle system. Um, a lot of people are looking for, like, an action-based kind of thing, but that would just ruin Pokemon, in my opinion, because the competitive aspect is extremely strong, and it's what it's part of what makes uh, Pokemon a lot of money over the years. Um, but the wild area is pretty cool because uh, you can spend hours there um, just catching Pokemon and grinding, and you wouldn't even know 
that you know you 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 spend the hours there. Like it has the Breath of the Wild effect where um you can do these raids uh that are shown throughout the map because they have these beams that go up to the sky. And it has the same effect as Breath of the Wild where um I call it the ooh shiny, where it's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and do my quest, but I see a shrine here, so I'm gonna go ahead and do this first. And this sort of makes it feel like an MMO because once you go into these um these raids, you can go ahead and invite people on your friends list or like throughout the world, and uh, it's pretty solid. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, so uh, really, really cool thing. I wish it could have been a little bit bigger, but um, just seeing like uh, level sixty Pokemon walking around when you're only in level twelve is pretty awesome. Um, so I've also been playing Death Stranding. Um, I haven't put too much time into it. Probably about four hours in. Uh, I got it when it first came out, and. You know, a few months ago, I was joking about how this would be a UPS simulator. That was supposed to be a joke. I didn't. <laughs> um, like, uh, they're they're for for most of the game, it's actually about like maintaining like balance and 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 uh, homeostasis. So if you carry too many things, you know, Norman Reedus just falls over, yeah, breaks his package and things like that. And uh, I was like, wow, this is totally a UPS simulator. And the funny part is, it's 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 actually engaging. I was yeah. like. How did Kojima do this? But yeah. Um, yeah, it also this game also has a Breath of the Wild effect where you know when it rains you don't want to play, but with here um, the rain doesn't actually stop. You actually have to leave the area. So I was like, oh, okay, this is something. But um, it's it, it's 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 not in my running for game of the year like Brandon said, but it's definitely engaging. And I don't know how they did it, but I'm looking forward to playing it some more um, after I get through Jedi Fallen Order and Shenmue Three, which I uh, both have. Uh, um, everybody's got Jedi Fallen Order, but me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll get there. Um, I don't, I don't know when I want to start it, but I definitely want to get through with it before Game of the Year. Hmm. With Shenmue Three, I'm still playing Shenmue Two, and I've been playing it with a guide because um, uh, the, the Shenmue games are very, very platinable. Um, I got the first one pretty easily, and the second one looks like it's, it's an easy one too. And um, another reason why I've been playing it with a guide is because. Um, the first one didn't really um, care about my time, and I heard the second one doesn't fix that fact. So I figure I figure I might as well just do things in the order they're supposed to be done in order to be more productive. Hmm. So yeah, it's pretty much it for me. Alrighty, so uh, yeah, we'll get into the news of the week then, and uh, following on with the Pokemon discussion. Uh, despite all of the internet outrage, uh, it sold six million copies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I love it when shit like that happens because I hate the online gamer community and I love it when they suffer. Yeah, well, it's like, oh, it's like all these people who are getting really upset about it and saying, oh, we're going to boycott Game Freak. Um, guys, it's fucking Pokemon. Like it's on the one hand, it's not worth it. On the other hand, uh, nobody gives a shit about you. Yeah, and, but also uh, I'm I'm willing to bet that those people who said uh, they were just going to boycott Game Freak and never buy another Pokemon game just went out and bought it anyway. Yeah, because they have no follow through. No, did uh, Teresa's son follow through? I don't think so. No, <laughs> we'll we'll find out the next time she's on the show. Take that, Teresa's son. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's funny. But yeah, again, uh, whenever the gaming community's internet outrage machine goes into overdrive like that and utterly fucking fails hmm. it's just it's so sweet <laughs> yeah it, it, it's fucking pokemon it's gonna sell millions even if a few like thousand people decide to not 
Yeah, not buy it because and make yeah. a huge Twitter stink about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not to mention, you know, they, they they have two SKUs out, so that'll automatically put them over the top. Yeah, uh-huh. I kind of wonder though what the uh, the split on a typical Pokemon game is because I know most people don't buy both. Hmm. Yeah, though they do sell bundles of yeah. both. Hmm. Which is weird. There's yeah, always a common one though, so like I'm I'm pretty sure like this one is sword because you know who actually wants Shield. The only reason why I got Shield is because I think. Rising the Shield Hero is the best anime ever, but yeah. <laughs> yeah fair enough. Speaking of the internet outrage machine, ugh. <laughs> no. uh, so we'll move on to the next story, which is, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy XIV apparently being developed for the PlayStation 5. See, um, this might actually make me start Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, well, like, what's going to be out for it already, you know? Uh. Uh, it's uh, hard to tell right now, but I'm guessing this is probably going to be in line with the PC version. Uh, yeah, the hardware is going to be so similar. They're all the same version because they all they all have crossplay. So yeah. it's basically all the same servers now. And given the uh, uh, the Xbox One uh, is just launching, so well, that, no Xbox One's coming next year. Next year, yeah, yeah. So and. It, if it's anything like last gen, then there's going to be a free update campaign. So if you buy the PS4 version, you'll get a chance to uh, upgrade to PS5 for free. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what they did with PS3 to PS4. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Oh, I'm guessing they're going to do that here too. I would imagine. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Hmm. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, fun to follow this one. It's. Um, Nice to start seeing like you know actual information about games coming out for PS5. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there've been a couple, but you know, it's uh, it's been pretty quiet on that front because uh, well, this hasn't... is around the time that they should start talking. So yeah, it... yeah. I mean, they haven't made their official announcement yet, so no, oh. so we're still waiting for that. Anyways, uh, next up, uh, this one's kind of exciting, uh, at least for me, anyway. Uh, uh, Langrisser 1 and 2 finally making their way over to North America uh, March 10th Uh, there was a 3DS version of them but um, this is going to be the real uh, proper debut Yeah, Mm. technically Langrisser 1 uh, was localized in North America as Warsong on the Genesis uh, but that's about all we got and they totally changed it from the anime so you yeah, it, it wasn't really much of a much of a localization there. It kind of changed everything, uh, but it was the same gameplay, so there was that. So, for those who are like new to the Langrisser series, how would you like sell it to them? Uh, it fits right in there with the fire emblems and shining forces of the day. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's based. I mean, it is basically Sega's. Uh, equivalent to that series, mm-hmm. you know. Plus, it has a Noriyuki Iwadari soundtrack, so yeah. that yeah. <laughs> yeah, hard to go wrong there. Uh, I believe the character design was done by Satoshi Urashihara. Mm. Mm. Oh well, in that case, it's not only amazing; it's also fappable. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Groundlander was pretty tame. Yeah, or Urashihara. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is coming out on uh, what P- PS4 Switch. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Possibly uh, PC as well. Yeah, because they usually, uh, no, it, even if not like day of, a PC version usually shows up sooner or later. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the cover art. Yeah, this is definitely Urushihara's work. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, let's see here. Next month we got well, actually on a couple of weeks. Uh, we got uh, Fight and Rage coming out December third. Um, yeah, yeah, this looks promising. Yeah, uh, if you can't wait for Streets of Rage four, and I'm starting to wonder if that game is ever going to make it this year. Uh, well, they're running out of time for that. I thought it got delayed. It probably did. Uh, but yeah. I was under the impression that Fight and Rage was already out on Steam. Uh, yeah, I think it is, but uh, console release we're talking about here. Okay. Yeah, I, did not yeah, I, I received a press release on it this week, and uh, I was interested, and I saw that it was already out, and I was like, I became less interested. So I'll, I'll look into it again. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give this a try. And it, uh, it looks like a very, uh, well, uh, promising little, be- little beat-em-up, and we need more of those. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I will give you a tip. If you haven't played River City Girls... Get that. It is yeah. fucking fantastic. No joke. It is super well done. No, River City, that's all you need to know. Yeah. yeah. But not like River City, uh, uh, was it Underground? Uh, yeah. River City Underground that came out a couple of years back that just kind of didn't work so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is much, much better. The, the combat is great. The, uh, all of the, you know, the shops and stuff are intact and it's, mm. it's, it's a great little game. Yeah, I, I think this game is already out on Switch, Xbox One, and Steam, with PS4 available on December 3rd. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to ask for a quote anyway. Yeah, might as well. Right. Worth playing. And I just okay. looked up uh, Streets of Rage 4. It's d- The release date is 2020. Okay. That's all they're saying. So, it's all like, right. yeah, we need more time. Okay, fair enough. Just make it good. That's all I care yeah. about. Uh, next up, we got news from Capcom this week. Uh, remember, we were talking about Street Fighter V needing a shot in the arm? Yeah. It's uh, getting it. This is yeah. it. <laughs> Street yep. Fighter V Champion Edition coming out uh, Valentine's Day 2020. Yep. Yeah, this is peculiar because it, it it's being packaged as the complete edition with all of the characters, costumes, um, stages, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, we know there's one more character coming because they said 40 characters in the in the trailer for this, and uh, that'll probably be the Capcom Cup reveal. Um, it's pretty much already been established that it's going to be Seth. Probably. Um, yeah. But it, I can't help wondering if this means they're getting ready to tie a bow on Street Fighter V and um, sort of bring this out as the hard-tuned um, edition that's meant to stand the test of time, and maybe there's not going to be a Season 5. Uh, I'd say that's probably pretty likely, because uh, this uh, this seems uh, interestingly packaged in how they're doing it. Uh, they're offering an upgrade, basically a get-out-of-jail-free card for anybody who's mm-hmm. been who didn't buy the uh, Season 1 or 2 packs, but had the original, or yeah, uh, they can basically just upgrade to this for twenty five bucks and get everything. Yep. Yeah, uh, and the retail pack is going to be thirty bucks. Yeah, yep. So uh, that they want this to be a, you know, full market penetration. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's possible that they've just come to the conclusion that this whole season thing is just not really viable as far as uh, keeping a consistent community going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably it, it might work as far as monetization goes, but I think the uh, the expansion pack uh, idea is 
uh, just a better way to go about it. Yeah. Cause... Yeah. But, uh, as far as like, uh, from what we now know, uh, this is basically them finally sort of not only tying a bow, I think, on this uh, particular game, but also kind of on this era of Street Fighter, at least story-wise. Yeah. Because uh, these last couple of character reveals uh, are pretty much leading right into Street, Street, Fighter, 3. Street Fighter 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, uh, who the most recent character reveal was. Yeah. Cool. Gil. Yep, it's Gil. <laughs> Playable next month. Yep. Uh-huh. Thank God, though, uh, they decided to change what his super is. <laughs> well, no, um, he had that super all along. It was just, um, he had that, he had the Meteor one, and then he had Resurrection. Yeah, he doesn't and, have Resurrection this time. Yeah, you can goad him into burning his super in Street Fighter Three. Yeah. And then finish him off, so um, he can't resurrect. Mm. Yeah. But for those of you who are wondering, it's like, okay, so he's got Resurrection. What does that mean? Uh, it literally means that he refills his entire energy bar. Yeah. yeah. You can interrupt it, though. Yeah. But it's still bullshit. <laughs> it it kind of was. Um, so if this is them tying bow, does that mean that, like, Street Fighter Six is actually going to be, like, after Street Fighter Three story-wise? We can hope. That would be a very interesting uh, uh Thing to explore. Um, yeah, because I mean, it, but you know, Street Fighter Three. I mean, all of the classic Street Fighter characters have kind of aged. Yeah. Uh, by the time Street Fighter Three comes around, yeah. so you know, I mean, we'd be seeing you know, adult Sakura, middle aged Chun Li. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> it'd be a old man unusual Ryu. To see. old man Ryu. <laughs> yeah. Which has already been kind of hinted at in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, both Ryu and Ken are in Street Fighter Three, but yeah, and Chun Li for that matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll see where that's going. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to see a new Street Fighter um, right away. Yeah, I I almost wonder if we're going to see a new uh, uh, a new version of some classic fighting IPs before they really. Uh, steer toward a Street Fighter Six because there's a lot that needs it, and um, I think the the current philosophy at Capcom is perfect for um, for the comeback of a lot of old fighting franchises. Darkstalkers, give yes. us a new Darkstalkers. Rival schools. Rival mm. schools would also be nice. Mm. Rival schools would need to be elaborated on considerably. Oh, yeah. I mean, the story for the original was already convoluted as fuck. Well, I'm not even talking about the story. I'm just talking about the gameplay. Like, Oh, yeah. It was fun, but it was extremely, extremely rudimentary. Mm-hmm. And I think they would have to add a considerable amount of depth. But it's been done in this era. I mean, look at what we've seen Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct do yeah. in recent years. And so... Um, I could totally see rival schools getting the same kind of revitalization and, you know, modernization, um, especially if you put the right producer at the helm. Yeah. Okay. So, you, like, other than those three, other than uh, those two games, uh, what would be another Capcom fighter they could resurrect? Oh, geez. Power Stone? Yeah, they could totally resurrect Power Stone. Mm. Um, yeah, they could really do that and do it very well, too. Mm. I mean, I mean, the, that game basically was 
uh, the uh, Smash Brothers before there was Smash Brothers. So The last one was on PSP, right? Yep. Well, that was just a collection of the two Dreamcast yeah. games. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking about fighting games, then um, I almost... I would like to see them do something with their um, Marvel style of play that does this isn't the most recent on Disney cooperating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if it would be a Darkstalkers versus Street Fighter type of thing or just um, something entirely new, but yeah. I would like to see um, – I would like to see Ryota Nitsuma bring the Marvel style of play to the table without um, without relying on Disney because Disney has proven not to be very reliable in terms of working with Capcom. Yeah. <laughs> what if uh, uh, you had Capcom and uh, Arc System Works ink a deal um, to do a crossover, Capcom versus Arc? Well, if you remember um, years ago, they had a a Sammy versus Capcom game in the works that got mm-hmm. canceled. Yeah, uh, I think Capcom would need to get their uh, fighting IPs in order. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much as if they were working with another fighting studio like uh, another fighting studio like SNK, because those are super traditional. So with your anime fighters, maybe. You know, like what Arc System Works brings to the table, maybe you could expand into Capcom's non-fighting IPs like they do with Marvel. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that, that's definitely um, that's definitely um, something with potential. And uh, you consider what someone like Ryota Nitsuma might be able to come up with alongside uh, Toshimichi Mori, yeah. who has been spectacular in recent years. Um, yeah, I'd be down for it. Yeah. And given that they're basically, uh, you know, rep, I don't, I, I'm not going to say they're wrapping up street fighter five cause we don't really know that for sure. Uh, but they're definitely putting it in a place where it's going to be a little bit more long lasting. Uh, yeah, it feels like a let it ride edition. Which is good because if you've got your, you know, your fighting team basically grinding away at characters uh, the entire time, they really don't have time to do much else. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, this might mean that uh, they're they're starting to take a different approach, and that's going to be good for everybody in the long run. Yeah. In a perfect world, I think Ono's team would move over to Darkstalkers for a while, Mm -hmm. and Nitsuma would work on some, maybe a new crossover or, um. Just an original IP in that style. Yeah. All righty. Uh, another fighting news. Uh, DOA 6 is getting Rachel next month and another DOA X3 character coming later. Well, we know what well, kind of game this is the, now. Yep. Well, this proves the um, data miners, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as far as the um, extra character coming in, we have no idea because um, in addition to being a very fan service affair as extreme it always is, um, it was also fucking loaded with characters. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's lot, so there could six, seven, eight characters they could choose from mm. at least. Yeah. So who knows at yeah. this point, uh, the last time they imported somebody from extreme, I believe we got Lisa. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is not a bad thing no. necessarily. We'll have to see. Yeah. 
Well, at least they're still supporting it. I mean, I, yeah. Even though I've stopped playing it, at least they're still supporting it. <laughs> yeah. So. And Rachel still looks as booby as ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the big stories that came out this week was Valve's And that is underselling it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like the internet exploded when this came out. Uh, yeah. Half-Life Alex, uh, VR yeah. uh, title for Steam VR, uh, and a new installment of the Half-Life series. Not Half-Life 3. Uh, no. Because, I don't know, the old joke, you know, Valve doesn't know how to count to three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Uh, but yeah, we got a trailer, we got some information uh, about it saying that, yeah, it's going to be on Steam VR. Valve plans to use this to push the Steam VR platform. But VR is dead, so no, it's not going to sell anything. <laughs> uh, I, I did like that trailer where... Uh, uh, dude throws a throws a gun over a, over to Alex and it's like yeah don't, don't worry it's unloaded bang okay it's unloaded now <laughs> it's like yeah it was a good, it, at least some of the humor is there so uh, yeah how this is gonna getting play, head crabbed is going to be fucking weird in VR uh, yeah that's that's <laughs> going to be terrifying uh, yes maybe that's the point. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I'm, I mean, Half Life has always had that horror element to it. It it has. I mean, it, I mean, the freaking uh, the freaking head crab village is still one of the scariest uh places in gaming, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. When you get down to it, I mean, you know, Half Life has always been the dystopian type of uh, type of setting. So yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, it's it's gonna be fun to see how they go about this, and it's March. I mean, it legitimately looks really good, and I mean, it looks awesome. I want to play it. Yeah, and you're it's gonna do Half Life. Beefy it actually, ass PC to play it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be kind of granted, I mean, didn't you kind of have to need the same for Half Life too? Back in this day, yeah, it needed a pretty beefy PC. Now it's like we're running a potato. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, so yeah, we'll follow that as uh, time goes on, and we learn more about it. But uh... I got, like I got to say, the, the, if is if what we saw on the trailer is accurate to gameplay, that's a pretty big step as far as VR is concerned. Yeah. Because you know it, how dynamic it was. I mean, we actually didn't just see like you know. I mean, we, we you know we we had that little puzzle that. They have with her reconnecting the fuse boxes, but we also had the uh, her like looking for ammo on shelves by having to like push stuff aside and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's uh, there's quite a few hints to the the type of gameplay that's going to be in there, and it's it's it does look like a step up from what we've seen in the past. And I'm guessing that new source engine that they've been working on for the past few years uh, starting to pay dividends here. Yeah, because <laughs> it's looking great. Oh, I yeah. can't. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes because. Yeah. So, if any of you need yeah. to build a PC, let me know. <laughs> uh, I might have to hold you to that. So, <laughs> so I'll help you with that. Uh, next up, <clears throat> Google Stadia launched this week, and it fucking with sucks. a thud. <laughs> Oh no! It, it it wasn't uh it wasn't a thud. It wasn't a bang. It wasn't a whimper. It was a it was fearsome a fanfare of fetid flatulence. Is what that was. <laughs> so much literally. Oh yep. Oh god, man! It is the amount of problems that this service has had at launch and continues to still have is just ridiculous. 
the Stadia app is needed just to activate an account, even if you're uh, wanting to play in the Chrome browser. You still need the Stadia well, wait, app. To there's more. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And the, uh, the, the Stadia app doesn't work on any phone but a Pixel. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, what else? It's, it's been like a week now and some people still don't have, uh, their, uh, authentication codes. Yeah, that's seriously fucked. Yeah. I want to, why, if you're sending somebody out a box with some stuff in it, couldn't you like, you know, go to the printer, print the code out and put it in the box? That would be the smart thing that I would think you would do. But no. I wonder if it just came together at the last minute. Well, this, so like they couldn't necessarily do that. I don't know. Uh, that's the problem. This thing hasn't come together at all. Yeah, no. it's, it's a it's a massive clusterfuck. Uh, you've got people showing that uh, it, like the lag is atrocious uh, at in some games. Uh, it, depending on where you are, uh, it's completely inconsistent, and you'll see like just the the image drop down to like three sixty p for a few seconds and come back up and. Uh, skip frames, which is really great when you're trying to play Mortal Kombat 11. Uh huh. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't. I don't get it. Like, I'm wondering who this is for. And I still can't. I haven't found an answer yet. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a service that should be uh, mostly complete because there's still this is basically a paid beta mm-hmm. at this point. Like expecting people to. Spend 120 bucks to not get what, like, get the service itself. Like, mm-hmm. having to have, like, oh, you have to get the Chromecast bundle. Uh, and then if you didn't pre order, like, right away, uh, you're not getting yours, you know, until days or weeks later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And expecting people to spend money on these games uh, when you have, like, no real backup on them. Yeah, you have no uh, real backup on them, and there's like on a lot of games. Well, everything but one, you can play them anywhere else. Yeah, mm. and the big issue is that you are uh, basically reliant entirely on this service. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, working and these games aren't made weren't made for lag no. at the, the forefront. So you're paying for just more expensive uh, versions of these games that. Uh, Especially for fighting games and such, like those are going to need uh, more accurate uh, streaming than you're probably going to have. That's <laughs> uh, just not going to happen. For the me, time as far as I'm concerned, a fighting game over a streaming service is never going to be ideal. Uh, oh. Especially if you're going to be one of the, one of those people who wants to play it competitively. Uh, when yeah. you're, <laughs> you know, when you're relying on moves that. Uh, you know, basically have to have to the frame timing. Yeah, if you, you introduce latency into that, it's just it's just not going to work. It's kind um, of the same issue that Windows Store had initially, where uh, games that released just on there or released on there and Steam like had separate servers for each version. Mm-hmm. So you're paying you know sixty bucks for some of these games, and the only audience you can play with are other Stadia people, mm-hmm. and that's going to be probably too small for some of these games. Yeah, uh, to be viable for anybody to invest in. Mm. And so yeah, it's it's sort of like the the people that are paying upfront for this stuff should be getting more stuff for free to make up for the fact that 
They're basically beta uh, testers. Things are not, things are not, you know, fully there mm. for the service. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I think they added Samurai Showdown as a free game. Yeah. Uh, shortly before launch, uh, they even added more games to the launch window. Uh, for the launch and yeah, after they, that, they went from twelve so, to twenty-two. It was like, okay, why weren't these announced with the other twelve? Because <laughs> uh, they were ready to go. Uh, all that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, it doesn't get the you. Part about uh, companies are um, Google trying to make some of these games free is that you know they can't because the third parties can expect some sort of return as well. Yeah. And you know, like Phil said, all these games are available on all the other platforms. So why is any sort of gamer going to go ahead and spend the money when they know that it's probably not going to work right or well in the first place, and some people can't even get it to work? Like, yeah. I'm actually a fan and, and a supporter of like this sort of technology, especially since I travel pretty frequently and like you know, I always find myself wanting to play like X game. But if there's no guarantee for it to work, I'm not going to give it a shot until I know it works. Yeah. And um, like. Like I said earlier, the, the technology is definitely there, but as far as the execution, oh yeah, they definitely dropped the ball on this. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. just seems like the skeeziest Trojan horse ever played. Like by the time by the time this is all over, they've sold you a Pixel Four, a Chromecast, a shitty overpriced controller, so that you can play sixty dollar games that you do not own over an unreliable service. That is laggy and probably due to their own ineptitude will not be there. You in know, eighteen months. <laughs> in, yeah, it, I, I was going to say a year, <laughs> but yeah, I. And at that point, you you've bought in for how much money? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh... yeah. Like the big issue is also when you're doing this stuff is that uh, the publishers still get to set their prices. Yeah, and so they're gonna want as much as they can. So there's like a lot of these games uh, are full price, like Rage Two, full price. Mm-hmm. Probably shouldn't be on this service because hmm. uh, you're not coming to this service for uh, Rage Two. You know, Just Dance 2020 is on here for 50 bucks. You know, you get uh, Grid for 60. They have some discounts for people that have Stadia Pro, which is required to uh, be on a uh, stadia right now. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Uh, but it seems like you would want to get people buying your game. So that there's, Oh yeah. There's playing. also a, a subscription service attached to it. I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not a, right now it's not a anyway. library service yet. Yeah. It just has two games and you have to pay for the rest. Hmm. And it's like, okay, why are you going to get the original tomb Raider, uh, of these, of when they started rebooting it? Mm-hmm. That's like twenty bucks, like sure, but also that game's from six, seven years ago. Yeah. At this point, it's like okay, thumpers on here, like sure. It's not the best place to be playing it because mm. you want to have uh, headphones and just the maximum uh, latency and FPS. Like, remember when they were showing off announcing this whole service? Like, it's gonna be like a, a supercharged PC that's. Uh, more powerful than anything you could build yourself. Yeah, it's not. It's like, these are not. These are just like upgraded, slightly upgraded PC versions. Like, you just have a normal SSD, that kind of thing. Yeah. Basically, uh, everything that they announced, they lied about, and that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, the 4K thing, in some cases, isn't actually even 4K. Like, Destiny 2 is running at 1080p and upscaled. So yeah. So, that's great. 
Uh-huh. Especially, it's perfect timing for uh, this stuff because guess what? It's Black Friday coming up, and a lot of these games are much cheaper on consoles, on Steam, uh, whatnot. Uh, you know, especially well, some of these do have prices like that, like NBA 2K20 is thirty bucks, but uh, like more Kombat 11 is thirty bucks mm. right now for Black Friday. It's forty two dollars with Pro. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy 15 I think is like twenty bucks now. Uh, Odyssey I believe is twenty bucks, uh, forty bucks here. Like, it mm. doesn't make any sense with these prices, like. It's like, who's the audience? Because the gamers, they most likely have a PC or a or a console or a Switch to play most of this stuff on. Uh, and the casuals are probably not spending 120 bucks up front to get in right now to spend full price on these games. Yeah, and and, I, I think really, if this service is going to go anywhere, uh, it's probably going to start doing that when the free tier uh, shows up. Uh, at that point, uh, it's going to be open up to more devices. So if, you know, yeah. people with iPhones and stuff will be able to use it, uh, you won't need, you'll only get 1080p streaming, but if you're playing on a mobile screen, who cares? Uh, yeah. so I think that's probably, you know, the, when things will start picking up for Stadia. But it leaves me wondering the question, what was the big hurry? Why couldn't they just push this back till 2020? Exactly. No, because then they walk yeah, into real consoles. Like, I know they have stakeholders, but you know, even they had to know that they, they weren't ready yet. I'm sure like they fought and fought to say, "Hey, man, we're not ready." But what the fuck happened here? Yeah, yeah. there's no reason. Like, I, again, like they 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 came out with their announcement at GDC. That that, that that's not enough time. Mm-hmm. So, no. yeah, like I mean, when there should have been. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm saying when you're missing stuff like uh, the achievement dialogues aren't ready at launch. Uh, that's basic features, guys. Uh, you know, if that's, if you're going to have achievement functionality, you need to have the UI in place. You can't just roll that out later and expect people to go along with it uh, and not call you out on it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the, the whole thing is like, they have done a poor job of getting this thing out there to people mm. as far as like just being able to try it out. Cause there's that Assassin's Creed Odyssey test they had about a year ago. But if you didn't, if you missed that, just for whatever reason, uh, there should be like previews. Like when they announced more stuff at uh, in June, like have a preview week there. Like, hey, check out some of these games. Yeah. Try it out at home. See how it goes. You know, have a preview before this thing launched, like a week ahead. Sort of, hey, let's let's let people actually try this out, and then we can work on upselling them. Yeah. And it's like now they've set themselves up where people have to pay up front. And the time where they can actually try it out for free is in a few months, sometime next year. Yeah. Uh, when it when the regular service goes out. And even then, it wouldn't be completely free because you'd have to buy a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, it's it is a complicated service, and uh, it's a service in search of an audience. Yeah. But you know, like like Denrup says, he travels a lot. So this is yeah. if it worked well, then it, you know I could definitely see it being some something that you know uh, you know road warriors would use. Mm. But as it is right now, it's it's just not there. Yeah. So there's no reason to jump on this thing right now. No, because it's only going to get better at least yeah. in terms of just getting the features and such in there. 
and prices probably will go down on some of these games. It's like, yeah, it's it's a victim of publishers wanting as much money as they can for being on a new platform, as well as, uh, you know, they're not being much there for people to play. Yeah. Uh, especially compared to just other services on PC. Yeah. That also does remind remind me that um I'm bringing on a new staffer. Um, and he has a stadia, so uh, we'll get some content, we'll get some opinion on whether it's worth it. So, uh, yeah, probably about how nice it looks on his table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's actually, well, maybe gotten it to work, so we'll see. Anyways, uh, so if we go on to the uh, second to last story of the day, it's game awards time. That kind of snuck up on us, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they got a bunch of stuff here. Where did here. this year go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A bunch of esports stuff. Uh, let's see. The fresh indie developer presented by Subway. Let's see my friend, my friend Pedro, entitled Goose Game, Say the Spire, The Outer Wilds, uh, Gris, and Disco Elysium. Mm. Which all seem like good games. They are. Uh, Disco Elysium, especially, yeah. is amazing. And it's weird for how good this year has been for indies. There's not many in these other categories. Uh, yeah, uh, best, well, yeah. This is a typically a AAA wank fest. So. Yeah. yeah. Like looking at here, best sports racing game uh, Crash Team Racing, Dirt Rally, uh, F1 2019, Pro Evolution Soccer, and FIFA. Mm. No NHL, no MLB. It's like. Yeah. Uh, you definitely tell am, the sorts of people they had. Voted one of for the this. reasons why I'm really excited for Game of the Year this year is uh, due to the fact that there isn't really like a standout. You know, last year we had God of War and Red Dead Redemption Two. Like yeah. this year doesn't have any of that. Like, um, yeah, really there wasn't that s- one game that I just got sick of hearing about by the time it was released. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, we're, we're, we're going to see like publications definitely like, you know try to pick favorites here and like it, it, it's sort of a good thing because it, it'll go ahead and open the eyes of people like uh, that didn't know what was available so looking forward to it there yeah. um, i'm also yeah. pleased with the number of nominations final fantasy 14 walked away with yeah yeah let's yeah. hope one of those nominations turns into a win so i do see a category here with uh an ugly duckling uh best fighting game mm-hmm. uh dead or alive 6 mortal Kombat 11 samurai showdown Super Smash Brothers, Jump Force. Ugh. Which was was this year that's kind of off for fighting games that a game like Jump Force jumps in here uh, outside of these other four? <laughs> Just having to have a fifth. It's like, I, I don't know, I guess Jump Force? That's, no. Just, uh, Jump Force is not a good game. No. <laughs> no, no it's At not. all. Not even a fighting game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, best RPG is Final Fantasy XIV, Disco Elysium, Kingdom Hearts Three, Monster Hunter World, and The Outer Worlds. Hmm. How the hell did Kingdom Hearts Three get down there? <laughs> yeah, funny people liked it. Yeah, uh, let's see, action adventure, Borderlands Three, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two, Link's Awakening, and Sekiro. So we don't have a no remakes clause here. No. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Resident Evil 2 and Link's Awakening are up (laughs) up for awards in 2019. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just whatever the people are voting for. Yeah. Uh, You know, like Bex Action Game, we have Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Call of Duty, 
uh, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, and Metro Exodus. It's mm. a pretty wide field of games here, especially... Hopefully it goes to Astral Chain. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy that Astral Chain got a nomination there, but Fire Emblem had to go all the way down to strategy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Best, uh, best you know, independent game, I guess. Hmm. I don't know why, what's the difference between that and indie game. Indie, oh, it's indie developer, okay. That was developers earlier. Uh, independent game, Baba is You, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, and Untitled Goose Game. Hmm. All very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, games for Impact, Concrete Genie, uh, Gris, Kind Words, Life is Strange 2, and Sea of Solitude. Yeah. Uh, let's see. His score has uh, best score has Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry Five, Kingdom Hearts Three, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. <laughs> Death Stranding, really? Yeah. Okay, I you know that your esports games uh, are really, really stagnant when every single one of the nominations didn't come out this year. <laughs> yeah, that's esports yeah. is like all about stuff that's going to stick long term. Yeah. Or what people are playing. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, not many games uh, burst out on the scene as like a big esports thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's see. Best narrative, A Plague Tale, Innocence, which is good. Control, Death Stranding, Disc Elysium, Outer Worlds. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Best game direction, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, and The Outer Worlds. Mm. I, I suspect both Death Stranding and Outer Worlds are probably going to take some 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 victories this year. Yeah. Yes. And so I think the, the deadline for nominations was the 15th of November. Mm-hmm. So stuff like star Wars and Pokemon got cut off essentially. Yeah. Uh, kind of probably where the people were making their, their final like nominations was probably around the time, like the outer worlds and death training and people were playing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can definitely see like that being everything in yeah. a lot of these categories. Uh, That's also why smash, but it is on this list. Yeah, mm-hmm. Game of the Year is uh, Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Brothers, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, and The Outer Worlds. Hmm. Which I think it's interesting about Game of the Year is only two of those are from established brands. Yeah, yep. the rest are all new IPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting event. Uh, yeah, there's people are pissed uh, because uh, Death Stranding got a number of nominations, <laughs> and because <laughs> Jeff Keighley is in the game. Even though he was very upfront saying, I did not manage these nominees. Because yeah. he has the. For, for any of the uh, listeners that um, aren't familiar with the process, basically Keeley just sends a whole bunch of uh, nomination sheets to the, uh, to the uh, game, game site people. And they're like, okay, go ahead and yeah. pick um, your, your favorites out of these categories. And yeah, he actually has no say at all. And once the um, categories have been picked with the nominations, that's when the. You start voting, and that's where it where it happens. But you know, it, it's also pretty surprising that November fifteenth is still the cutoff date, especially since you know a lot of pu- publishers are um, releasing games on Fridays now, which usually yeah. 50, like is not part of that. So it'll be interesting if we see changes to the, in, in the future. But um, with the game awards in general, like as as cool as the, these awards are, like Keeley has done a hell of a job making this brand grow, and it's not even about the awards anymore. It's about the uh, World premieres we'll get during the show, so I'm looking forward. It's to Winter E3. Yeah, it's, it really yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, it's what E3 is now. This, this, this is what we wait for now. Yeah, uh, the show will be on December 12th. 
And yeah, seems like they cut it off just so they could actually start getting the work on the packages and all that. Yeah, because they got to uh, do all that stuff. Yeah. And it still kind of highlights how this shouldn't be coming out like mid or early December. Yeah, I think probably uh, just, mid-January would have been a better time to do it because then you'd have the whole, well, at least to December 15th to be able to, to do yeah. that. Yeah, because then you get the vast majority of releases. Yeah. You said, like, people aren't prevented from putting, you know, Star Wars or Pokemon in next year. Hmm. It's like that's going to put them up against some real big games with uh, that we got coming out uh, in the first half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next year's very top-heavy. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So. Well, they're trying to get everything out before it becomes all about the new systems. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, something I uh, just... Didn't realize until I looked up just now. Uh, you know what's coming out in two weeks in Japan? Mm-hmm. Sakura Fire. Wars. Sakura, oh. <laughs> the new one. Yeah. And then... Uh, Kubo's really onto something with that. Yeah, and then the World Ride release is going to be uh, second quarter of next year. Mm-hmm. So, Yay. Finally, we get some Sakura Wars back here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it would be interesting to see them expand Game of the Year category to like ten games, yeah. Like how the Oscars does that for their uh, ten games or ten movies, sort of thing. It's like you can recognize more, even if only like one is sure to win, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And then it gets people like, oh, why is this nominated? This, this, and this, and not in Game of the Year? And it's like, and shut the fuck up. It's yeah. all it's all fucking awards that are the opinions of these people. So people are like, well, here's what the top games of Metacritic are. It's like, those are from a huge swath of people. It's the most boring way to pick yeah. your game of the year. They just say, here's what uh, not these people thought about these games. Yep. Like, that's the whole point is you get the voice of the group you have. You come together to figure out, like, what's your favorite game. Yep. Well, it should I be just a good like, show, even though it's yeah. likely going to be, you know, whole just corporate sponsored up the wazoo. Uh, oh, it wasn't really subtle last site. year. Yeah. And it's not subtle this year. They got uh, what's new? WD Black to serve as official storage partner to TGA. Yeah, hey, I have one of those. Yeah, the official storage partner is always uh, a valuable uh, sponsorship pro- uh, uh, partner for any award event. Well, you got to put your you got to put your uh, you know your media packages on something. Yeah. <laughs> I also wonder if like some publishers actually buy the categories. Like, did you guys see the uh, family game category? Mm-hmm. The family game category is complete Nintendo. Uh, uh, and I, Ring I, Fit I, Adventure is in there. Like, Ring Fit Adventure is not a family game. Uh, yeah. So, I don't. Oh, know. Yeah, everybody likes to sweat with their families, like <laughs> <laughs> weird grunting noises and all that. Yeah, that's that's not no. <laughs> it's possible, uh, but. I don't know. I, I think in the case of you know family game, I think it's Nintendo is one of the few companies that's actually still doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah totally. So, like uh, the, the the family game category is the ideal place for Nintendo to go ahead and announce another character. Yeah, so. <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll wrap there. And finally, we've got uh, a preview of also, Black Friday. How, how is Smash Bros. Ultimate not on best score or best like music or whatever? It has like all the songs. Oh, a lot. I think in a lot of cases, uh, when these journalists get these uh, these lists, uh, they just space on a lot of really, really obvious stuff because 
I imagine something like Smash Brothers probably has too much. Because mm. uh, there's just no way to like listen to just the music in a reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus like some of these other games, like you can listen to these soundtracks in probably like 30 minutes or an hour. Yeah, uh, and be like, yeah, that's that's a really good soundtrack. Yeah, versus one that's just a compilation like... of a bunch of music you've already heard of and some remixes and such. Hmm. Uh, it's a real. It's also like the only much. Switch game that you can uh, put your Switch on sleep for, and you can still play. You can still hear the music with your headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right, we'll wrap up with the Black Friday preview. Uh, anything uh, yeah. we ought to know about? Uh, Hardware wise. PS4 has a great one for 200 bucks. You get uh, the one terabytes uh, base PS4 with uh, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Complete Edition, and The Last of Us uh, Remastered. Jesus. Uh, which is kind of somehow even better than what they did last year, which was uh, the PS4 with Spider-Man that just released. Everything must uh, for go. 200 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> These are yeah. the best four pieces on, on the system. So uh, if you don't have a PS4, this is it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just telling a friend of mine, like, uh, you don't have a PS4, uh, you've been wanting to get one, get this. Uh, and he's a big Pokemon fan, so like, and get Persona for, Persona 5 for 10 bucks hmm. on PSN. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Xbox has some of their own, but there are a lot of, uh, X focused ones for like 400 or 350 with, uh, games bundled in. Uh, you can get 200 bucks for an Xbox One S with Jedi and maybe a gift card wherever you're going. Uh, stuff like that. Not really, Anything that really compares, unless you get the Xbox One S All Digital Edition bundle with Sea of Thieves, Minecraft, and Fortnite for one fifty. So, so that's that, finally that I might cheaper than do. Yeah, but also Fortnite's a free to play game. Uh, yeah, I assume you get some V bucks. Yeah, which is totally worth one hundred fifty bucks <laughs> to get less than one hundred fifty bucks in V bucks. Uh, but yeah, let's see Switch. Uh, they got. Yeah, they're doing weird bundles with old versions of the system. Uh, with Mario Kart 8 for 300 bucks, uh, the Lite you can get uh, with a $25 gift card uh, for 200 bucks at GameStop. Uh, some decent stuff there. The PSVR bundles seem to be pretty good. Uh, where you can get uh, 200 bucks for uh, some of the different bundles. Uh, there's one that has five games with it: RE7, Astrobots, uh, Skyrim VR, and VR Worlds uh, for 200 bucks. Which is a really good one. If you want uh, moves with it, there's one with Blood and Truth and Everybody's Golf for 250, which is also really nice uh, to get. Uh, yeah, there's another bundle here for 200 bucks with uh, RE7, Astrobot, Skyrim, PSVR Worlds, and Everybody's Golf VR. Yeah, good time to jump into PSVR. Yeah, it's holiday. Uh, yeah, there's controller sales for 40 bucks. Switch. Uh, Let's see. Oh, good. No Switch Pro controller, as far as I can see here. So here you go. Fuck that. Uh, for games, there's a lot of good stuff here. Uh, this doesn't have digital deals, but uh, like Days Gone is 20 bucks. Uh, if you miss that, uh, you can get a lot of uh, the uh, the PlayStation hits for 10 bucks. So like God of War is 10 bucks. God of War 3 Remastered is 10 bucks. Uh, Grand Turismo Sport you can get for 10 bucks. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Until Dawn, a bunch of these other games for like 10 bucks, which is all real good if you miss those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You can get Need for Speed Heat that just came out for 30 bucks. Fastest discount ever. <laughs> uh, Walmart. 
So you're going to have to fight some people for that. Uh, mm. What is it? Bloodstained is 20 bucks for the Switch for all three, I guess, at uh, GameStop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Modern Warfare is going to have some deals for 40 bucks. Uh, yeah, what else is here? Which is a shit ton of stuff. Shenmue 3, I think, is 35 bucks at Best Buy. Yeah. Uh, for people that didn't back it. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff here. I know for digital, like Persona 5 is 10 bucks. Uh, there's a bunch of good stuff digitally. PSN and Xbox Live have their sales up already. Yeah. Uh, Switch has not done theirs yet, Nintendo. Uh, I think it's probably going to launch like Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, but with a bunch of stuff going up throughout the week from the third parties. And yeah, uh, a lot of good deals out there. Yeah. Also keep an eye on uh, on Amazon for uh, Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live cards because those usually get significantly discounted there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It's uh, I'm also I'm waiting for the. It wouldn't uh, be a bad G- idea to go ahead and stock up on uh, Xbox Game Pass and um, Xbox cards because, you know, um, I, as of right now for next gen, I'm looking more forward to the Xbox than for PS5. So. Yeah. 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 So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we're gonna wrap it up there. Uh, remember, everybody, uh, you know, this week is Thanksgiving, so uh, uh, drive safe, um, have fun with the family, and uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Yeah. Uh, remind everybody that if you haven't subscribed to the show, you can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast aggregator, or head over to Anchor.fm/slash/day-zero-update, where all the links will be right there for you. Uh, also, keep an eye on Smashpad.com. We've got some reviews coming up very shortly. Yeah. Uh, also, reminder: uh, we're not having a Let's Weekend next week, so yeah. So uh, if you don't see, we'll all be feed, either getting over the food coma or the hangover or both. Yeah. So that will probably still be drunk. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably will be. Uh, so for uh, Patrick Mifflin, Brendan Perkins, Chris Sologi, and Andrew Victorio, I've been Filippo Rinolfo, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>